If you're loving the work podcast and want to support future episodes, become a loyal Patreon today. You get behind the scene photos, first look at videos, extra pod content, including the game and fan questions, plus exclusive merch too. Become a Patreon today. Welcome back to work. I'm your host, Trinity the Tuck, and today our very special guest is Miss Congeniality from Season 12, Heidi in Closet. Oh my goodness, we are going to kiki. Check it out. Hi guys, welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today my very special guest is Heidi in Closet. Hi! Hi! How's it going? It's going good, it's going good. You know, I'm just taking everything one day at a time, um, making it through all these uh, these obstacles coming through, but we're, we're thriving and surviving. <laughs> yes, bitch. I'm excited to have you. I've wanted to have you as a guest for a while now. I loved you on your season. You're so charismatic, and um, we seem to have a lot in common from where we come from. Um, you're a Southern drag queen. I'm a Southern drag queen. You're from a really small town, so am I. Um, can you start off by telling us a little bit how you started in drag from where you're from? Okay, yeah, of course. Um, well, um, the first thing I've ever done in drag was actually a talent show. Um, my eldest sibling, who is a trans woman, she uh, talked me into it because she knew I wanted to try drag. And she was like, this is probably the easiest way for you to um, get into it. So I was like, okay. So it took me a while to get a concept of a performance that I wanted to do. I went and did it. I won, luckily. And then um, that's also the same day I came up with my drag name, Heidi in Closet, because it was a joke originally that um, me and my friends came up with. But when I went to do the talent show, I didn't have a name figured out yet. Yeah. And they were like, so what, what's your name? And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> and it was the first thing that popped in my head. And there it was, it's still here now. Yeah. I hear you. I, um, I actually got my start on a talent show too. Um, Ooh. it was, it was a Thursday night talent show called the baddest bitch. And I didn't win my first try. It took me three tries <laughs> to win. It, it happens. It happens. It, it took me, about three months to get the nerve to do it. So, yeah, I completely... And I was a Thursday night as well, actually. Was it? Oh, my yeah. gosh. The parallels are just uncanny. I'm just Twins. missing my gap. <laughs> Come on, get it. Come get it. <laughs> That's going to be the next trend, bitch. You're, you're going to start a whole gap trend. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, which, which, actually, that brings me to my next thing. Uh, you have a gap, which I love. And America and the world has really fallen in love with. But I'm sure, you know, kids, especially in a small town, I know from experience from different things, uh, they probably teased you for it, right? Um, most definitely. I was teased a lot for it. Um, they've always made the funny little jokes about it looks like the Grand Canyon or you could park wow. a car in there and stuff. But, you know, I've always found solace and pride in my gap, mainly because uh, my mother passed away at a very young age, so I didn't really get to know her. But mm. she she had a gap as well. So it's kind of like that's my representation of her. So I've always found pride in my gap. So yeah, I love. Well, it. um, I'll, I'll I'm I, there's something you said that I want to ask another question about. But uh, to to finish this question, 
Um, how did you turn something that you were teased about into like something positive, uh, something that gives you so much character and that you make funny, like with your whistling and stuff like that? That that's that kind of goes back to my mother. Um, she, from what I've heard, she was a very fun, loving person, and um, I've always wanted to be that kind of person and exude that kind of energy. So uh, the whistle's definitely been a way of me to invoke her spirit. So I feel like that's definitely coming from that. It's so good. I mean, like, did you learn that you could so do? <laughs> did you learn that you could do that, like, really young? Yes, I've always, you know, I've always just sat around the house and see what kind of weird noises I could do. And that was one of the ones that came so easily because sometimes I would actually accidentally do it because I was trying to learn how to whistle and I could not whistle without the gap. So I was like, you know what? I guess I'll have to use the gap and just then embrace the gap <laughs> honey, empowerment. Use it. Use what you got to get what you want. Yes. Um, well, so if you don't mind me asking, you brought up that your mom passed away whenever you were really young. How old were you? I was one. Um, she passed wow. away uh, to an aneurysm. Of oh my gosh. The, the main bank in her head uh, uh, popped and all the blood went to her head and they were not able to save her, which is unfortunate because I did not get to know her. But from what people say, she was an amazing, uh, fun, loving, caring person. So, I, yeah. I was also, my, my uh, biological mother passed when I was really young. Not not that young. I did get to get to know her a little bit, but not not that much. Mm -hmm. um, who were you raised by? I was raised by my grandmother. Um, I don't have a relationship with my father. He kind of uh, started over um, when my mother passed away. He started a new life with another woman. And um, we don't have a really good relationship. So my grandmother took me and my four siblings and raised us. And um, that's probably where all the, the, the me being able to deal with a lot of stuff come from. Because, you know, being the youngest of five, you get picked on a lot and get bullied. So I think it kind of, um, it, it thickened up my skin to be ready for what came ahead. That's good. Girl, the parallels, like, I don't really know you, obviously, because um, we've never met in person or, or hung out. But the, our mm -hmm. parallels are, are uncanny. I was also raised by my grandmother. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that's so oh crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's really crazy. Um, I, I really can um, connect with your story and the things that you said on, on the show. And, and just you could tell that you're a good person, and that comes from, you know, how you were raised, your morals. And that comes from a Southern woman who raised a you. Southern belle, truly, through and through. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Um, so your, your season that just got off of air, was amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and you were amazing. You made it really far, and uh, you won Miss Congeniality. How does that feel? Oh, my God. It feels amazing. Uh, for one, making it far. I, I Before we go into the show, I was like, if I can make top six, I'll be happy. And I did. So I was very happy with that. And then also I was... Um, elated to have won Miss Congeniality because, you know, growing up in a small country town, I was always made fun of and picked on for just being who I was, for being black, for being gay, for being effeminate. And to stand up today and be celebrated for just being who I am, which is all those things, felt incredible. It was a complete uh, full circle moment for me. That's great. That's so good. And people really do love you. Like you're I, out of almost any of the the miscongenialities that I can think of, you're definitely like the one that I think is 
probably the most loved. Why, thank you. I definitely receive a lot of love from all the fans. So shout out to all my fans that send me love on a daily basis. I love them so very much. Yeah. Yes. Um, so with everything going on during the airing of your season, uh, you didn't really get to tour much. Yeah. How has it been coping with that? And how do you think it will affect your career in the future? I'm not going to lie. It is a little, um, I wouldn't say uh, infuriating. It's a little more disappointing that I didn't get to tour around during the season. Because as many people say, it's like the height of your popularity because everything's happening and you, you're really getting out there and really traveling and doing a lot of traveling. And we weren't able to do it. But I think we were able to connect with fans on a different level because most people were stuck at home and they were stuck to their TVs watching the show. So a lot of people actually paid more attention to the show this season because it, I mean, it was the only thing to watch at that time frame for a lot of people. Yeah. Cause most people would be out at the bars doing viewing parties, talking to people in person or, you know, just at the bar in general and not really paying attention to the show. And I feel like they, it was really, put on a platform to be like seen by so many more people this time around because of it. So I'm very grateful for that at least. And well, that's I good. I think that, you know, you're definitely going to have a long career and, and once the, all of this goes away, because eventually they're going to have a vaccine, they have to, um, yeah. your things will get back to normal and you know, you, you're Miss Congeniality. You made it far in your season. You're so loved. So I can't imagine you not touring the world and, and making up for lost time, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm already looking forward to it. Um, I think the fact that we weren't able to tour during the season, people really, really want uh, to meet us after the fact. Oh, yeah. So I think it'll definitely be a lot of traveling afterwards. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, get ready for DragCon because um, you're going to want a whole staff for that. You're going to want a yes. lot of merch. because I've the, never even oh. been to a DragCon. I'm excited to go. It's a lot, girl. It's a lot. My my advice to you, if you're really wanting to meet your fans, um, try to take as little breaks as possible because um, people that wait in these long lines get really upset when you are gone and the, you know they they don't get to meet other people because they were waiting in your line. You know what I mean? So right. um, I hardly ever take breaks unless I absolutely have to um, at drag con. But makes sense. You're gonna you're gonna do amazing. People are going to love you. Um, Thank you. So RuPaul made it a point to give you advice to move out of your small town <laughs> uh, to a big city to further your career. Do you have any plans to move somewhere else? And if so, where are you thinking? I mean, I've definitely uh, took those words to heart because I feel like in order to be able to take advantage of the opportunity that I've been giving, I do need a, a bigger outlet of being able to uh, more to be able to use more opportunities and get get out there more. So definitely yeah. moving has definitely been something on my to-do list. I've been looking at LA. I've been looking at New York, Chicago, some bigger places with more opportunities, definitely. But um, I haven't quite yet decided exactly where I want to go, but um, she, she's definitely thinking about moving for sure. Yeah, girl, get a little touring in, save up that money, and then go pick you a place. Exactly. Um, LA is obviously where most of the girls move after their seasons. I haven't made that move yet, but um, bitch is thinking about it. I need to, I just bought this house, so I'm going to be renting it out <laughs> so I can move. That's it. That's it. Yes. Yes. Um, so I want to move to our first topic, and it's called politics. Mm -hmm. Breaking news tonight on work. 
Are you political at all? I am somewhat political. I wouldn't say I'm like, like, I'm not like Bob or Britta, like, like, that's a big focus of my gig, but I do uh, educate myself on the politics and what's going on in the world today and really try to um, stay abreast of current events. I love staying abreast, especially I, double D's. And, <laughs> and, a, and a fried chicken breast, too. <laughs> yes, with mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh. um, so, and, and, and speaking of that, I'm so mad. So where I live, there is a church's. Uh, there's there's only three fast food restaurants near me. There's a churches, a rallies. I've never heard um, of It's okay. Checkers. Do you know what Checkers is? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's the same thing. It's the exact same okay. thing. Okay. And then um, there is a Burger King. And girl, the every time I go to the churches to get chicken, it is always a forty minute wait. Oh no, ma'am. Like it's all they're always sold out. I don't know what's going on if they're just only making like three things for people, but okay. there's always a line and it's always sold out. And I'm like, y'all gotta get this together. This is supposed to be fast food, and it is um, fast. and it is not fast. I mean, like <laughs> at all. No, Are y'all having to kill the chicken? You know, take out all the feathers and make it from scratch. Because, but needless to say, I've been here a year and have not been able to get my chicken. Wow. So. Wow. But back to politics. <laughs> um, did you hear that the Supreme Court has ruled uh, in the last couple of days that it is illegal to fire someone based off of being part of the LGBTQ community? Yes, I did hear that. And I think that's an amazing thing. Like, I, me, I have actually been discriminated against in the workplace before for um, my sexual orientation or even my race and it's been ridiculous and it's this should have been addressed a long time ago a long time ago long mm-hmm. time ago but i'm happy to see it happening that means progress is being made and not just being talked about so i'm very happy about that what so, kind of yeah. job was it that you worked in oh goodness i was actually um in environmental services at a hospital basically a, a fancy way of saying janitor at the hospital um, <laughs> yes environmental services you can't I, I was I was thinking oh wow she's she's real smart in environmental services <laughs> but <laughs> you just you wrong. <laughs> yes bitch you better be uh janitorial yeah, uh maybe. environmental services at the hospital but th- so they discriminated because you're gay yeah um it was definitely an awkward moment um in time um definitely um well the story was um some people found out that I was a drag queen on the side and then uh, people went and searched. I didn't bring it up. They just found out somehow and they went and searched me up and uh, they went around the hospital like, what do we call it? I was like, what do you mean? What you call it? it? Yeah, it, girl. I'm not a clown. It's the way. And it became a big stink and I just ended up quitting and leaving and because it was just, it was ridiculous at that point. What hospital was this? Say their name, bitch. uh, Randolph Hospital in Asheboro, North Carolina. Randolph Hospital, bitch, we are about to uh, slay you. All these listeners are going to flood your Instagram, Twitter, or whatever it is that y'all might have, honey, because you do not treat our Heidi, the beloved, Girl, this way. It was it was so awful, and also the people. Some people had lied on me on, on some stuff, and I was just like, "This is too much. This is." I just I had to quit. I was like, "This is this ain't it. I cannot be a part of this." So I went right back to the factory. <laughs> What a factory? What kind of factory? It was a, a t shirt printing factory where I was also discriminated there too. Um, because <laughs> I Girl. worked there for a while and um, I worked there for a while. And then I got my friend a job there and he was he was a white male, a white cis man. And um, 
we rode together because we were living together at the moment. And then um, I had been there for maybe like three, four, five months. And then he got there like the week after I returned back after I got the job. And then we saw each other's paychecks and he had missed like two days, but still made more than me. I was like, oh, what? I was like, the fuck is this? And so he was making like more money than me after I got him the job. I was like, where does this make any kind of sense? Wow. Yeah. Uh you know, it's it's really tough what, you know, the political climate that we're in. And uh, I'm just so happy that things seem to be moving in a forward direction. And um, I just hope that it doesn't slow down. And um, I hope that we can uh, continue with, you know, we, we, we've got to get out there and vote. And I know, like, a lot of people are like, what is the point of voting when they're suppressing people in, like, Georgia? And I totally understand that. But we have to. We can't just... You can't just sit at home and be like, oh, my vote don't count um, or, you know, they're they're going to um, rig it anyway. We have mm-hmm. to we have you to have keep to, protesting. If you don't go out and vote, your vote really doesn't count. It's like what was the saying? If you miss 100 percent of the shots, you don't take that. Like if you don't get out and vote, of course, your your, your vote's not going to count. So you have to get out there and do it because you have to you have to use the voice that you have to make a change. Yeah. What's the saying? Uh, Closed mouths don't get fed. That's the right. One. Yeah. Are you registered to vote? I am Democrat. Did you vote last time? I did. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. And um, I encourage you to you know use your platform. I'm sure you have um yes, to, to to get your followers the especially the young ones that are able to vote out there. I was reading somewhere that um a huge percentage of young people that are able to vote just don't register to vote. And it, that's just crazy because they are, they're the majority and they're the future. And exactly. um, they're they, the future for what could come for everybody. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so a little bit of a conspiracy theory. Uh-oh. Um, Jim Carrey, uh, has like come forward on his social media and saying that, um, he thinks that Trump could be the first president to defect to a foreign country if he loses the election. And if you don't know what defect means, if anybody doesn't know what defect means, that means like he's going to like jump ship and run yeah. um, because he has a lot of shit against him. And um, when he's no longer the president of the United States, I guarantee you that there is going to be some sort of um investigation investigation and legal action taken against him so he might run and jim carrey's saying that what do you think do you think that's like a possibility i mean it depends on what's in that closet i definitely could see him doing that if there's certain skeletons in that closet um that uh, might uh get him in trouble to a certain degree so i definitely could see him doing he he seemed like the type of person that would do something like that oh yeah he, well, he, he said, he said, he, said business if, tycoon. he knows what he's doing. What well, he stuff. said, he said it earlier, um, like, uh, a, a while, I don't know how exactly when he said it, but, um, he said, if I don't win this next election, you guys probably will never see or hear from me again. And good. I think that that's, that's the truth. <laughs> good. Now, I mean, yes, good. I mean, yeah. I actually, actually not good. I, I do want to hear from him because I want to hear him on the stand uh, trying to defend himself against all this bullshit that he has done. Because Gee, that is I, yeah. I think that he really is um, probably done a lot of stuff uh, connected with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, did you see all that stuff that Anonymous put out against him? No, I did not see all that. Girl. 
So there is all this. Uh, so anonymous is like a group of people, and it's it's not necessarily just one collective. It's like a bunch of people that just call themselves anonymous that that are hackers, but mm-hmm. they do they hack for the greater good, and they release these files that um, p- uh, people. It was young people, underage children, who had uh, them and their parental people, their parents or guardians or whatever, mm-hmm. came forward and claimed that Trump had uh, sexually assaulted them, raped them, uh, molested them, and it was all in uh, connection with Jeffrey Epstein. And um, Oh, my God. Yeah. And so it, what's, what's so bizarre to me is, like, no one's really talking about it. Oh my! We need to bring that up. That needs to be brought up. Um, it, it's it's just crazy, and I and I sometimes feel like all this other stuff that he does, that he puts out there, is is to deflect away or or bring attention away from what's really going on, the the things that he's really doing. That's it's just so crazy. Yeah, I can definitely see that. That is definitely yeah. That's oh my goodness, that is crazy. Well, I want to move on. I know this this was a, a heavy topic. I want to move on to something a little bit more fun. Okay. Um, let the next topic is called Drag Race Rundown. Ooh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So, um, I just want to talk about stuff from your season and and beyond. Um, how many? Uh, first of all, how many times did you audition for Drag Race? It was my first time auditioning, actually. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> I, it was very last minute, actually. I wasn't going to audition this year because I, I didn't think I was ready. And then this one queen from back home, she posted, it's time, which I'm like, girl, you're not supposed to post when you're auditioning because if you disappear and people know you're auditioning, it gets real fishy and gets out. And so I'm like, it's not her time because that's what she said. She's like, it's time. And I was like, not your time, but it might be mine. So then I was <laughs> Like two days before the deadline. <laughs> oh, I bet you she was bitter. Is, are y'all friends? We, I wouldn't say friends. Um, acquaintances. Acquaintances, yes. Peers, working, 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 working affiliates. Working tea, that's the one. <laughs> but no, she doesn't know that she inspired me to audition. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was kind of a, it was kind of like a bet, but one sided. Like I bet you, I'll get on before you. Tea. <laughs> I live. Well, um, like, okay, so a general answer, and if you don't want to answer, you don't have to, but um, everybody knows most queens that go on their first season just don't have the financial backing that they do if they go on All Stars because, you know, you're a local queen. Right. Um, how much did you end up spending on your first package for season 12? Oh, goodness. I spent somewhere between four and 5000 Wow, you spent more than me, girl. I spent around two thousand dollars, and that included everything. That included oh, all my wigs, my jewelry, my shoes, my costumes. But I made majority of everything I wore, so it did help oh, a little bit. Word. But I mean, it was all like stretch spandex stuff compared T- to all stars. <laughs> T T T stuff that can work and stretch it and make it work. That's what the goal was. Um, definitely, because uh, I actually had to borrow. Um, that four thousand to five thousand dollars because I was like, oh, I don't have it because I was actually, <clears throat> I had just won North Carolina Entertainer of the Year, and actually the week I left for Drag Race was also the week I was supposed to go to National Entertainer of the Year. Oh wow! Yeah. And compete, so I was like, oh, so I had literally just spent 
all my money that I had saved up for my package to nationals. And that's the week they called him like, hey, you're on Drag Race. I was like, oop. Dang. Did you wear any of your stuff that you were meant to wear for nationals there? Actually, yes. Um, that gown that I hated so much for my Sparkle Runway, I was supposed to have it like altered and tailored and stuff added to it. Uh, to be like um, my pageant night prelim nightgown. And then what uh-huh. I was going to wear for my finale episode was going to be my final nightgown. Um, so well, have was, we seen it? Did you ever release pictures of that? I mean, it's in my, uh, it is on Instagram and it's, um, it was in my video for what you're packing. Oh, work. Oh, cute. I'm going to have to check that out. I want to see what you were going to wear. It's a really cute tie dye s type gown. Ooh. So, okay, well, uh, speaking of this, I mean, this is a little off topic, but um, do you, because you, you're, you were obviously beginning to do pageants and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Were you, or do you have any plans to do pageants in the future? Or are you just like, girl, that ship has sailed. I'm moving on to other things. You know, I actually enjoy uh, competing in pageants. So I definitely don't think it's something that's completely off the table. I might do it again in the future, but for right now, I just want to get this drag race career going and get everything solidified and what I want to do with it. And then once everything's solidified, then I might tiptoe back in the pageantry. All right. Well, if you need help, girl, I'll help you. <laughs> Tea, honey. Yes. Yes. I need um, all the help I can get. No, you don't. You are so good. You are so good. And now that you now that you go have money, you you pay somebody else to do the hard work for you. You you have the talent. You know, thank you, thank you. My yes. my hands hurt from stoning everything because I used to stone for the girls back home and for myself, and it's oh girl. <laughs> oh really? Is that how you made like extra money? Yeah, I would make extra money by stoning for the girls. <laughs> Work. <clears throat> so, um, everybody wants to know: Would mm-hmm. you do All Stars? Oh goodness! Um, if they were to ask, I definitely would go back to All Stars because the. I always say Drag Race was the hardest thing I've ever done, but it also was the funnest thing I've ever done because I enjoy drag. I enjoy getting up in drag and entertaining and just having fun with everything. And I enjoyed everything thoroughly. Even when I was bawling my eyes out or cussing everybody out in the room or, or you know, having to lip sync for my life or winning a challenge, I enjoyed everything because all those things are aspects of drag and I enjoy drag so much. Well, so <clears throat> if they were to be like, Okay, girl, we want you to come back, like, starting next month. Because, you know, usually they film the next season, like, right after um, the other ones aired. Yeah. Would you, would you go back immediately? Um, hmm. Like, like, say, like, how Monique and Monet did. It depends on how the coin's looking. Um, if the coin's cute, yes. If not, I'd be like, I'll sit this one out. <laughs> What you mean coins? Like like your bookings and stuff? Yeah, my money, honey. Because I know my fault in my season 12 run was my runways. They were not the best. And um, I want to go on a mission. My mission for All Stars, if they ever ask me back, is to burn the runway to the ground. And oh. I want to make sure that I look the part for it. So, yeah. All right. Uh, arsonists over here. <laughs> hey, she's going to burn things up, honey. <laughs> Set the fire to the rain, sweetie. I'm going to have to take an extinguisher with me, babe, because it's <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. I live. Um, let's see. So, you got a lot of heat. Speaking of hot and fire, you got, 
You got a lot of heat from the girls and the judges because of your makeup on the show. Uh, how has your makeup transformed since then? And how, how did you make that happen? You know, um, I really focused on taking the advice of the other girls and um, learning. I like to call my face a smorgasbord of help from the other girls because so many of the girls have helped me from the show. Um, but as you know, it's it's hard to work on your face while you're there on the show because you know how fast filming is. It's oh, yeah. It's very high paced. There's like two days in between and there's really no time to practice even if you wanted to practice. So it's like, I'm trying my best. So I'm taking tips here and there. And I've kept up that that mentality of always wanting to one-up myself and always do better each time I get in drag. Yeah. And I think that's definitely been um, the road of success for my makeup now because, baby, she looks gorgeous now. She looks. She is, she is snatched now, honey. Yes. <laughs> back. All the way back. Back, 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 back again. Ow. Yeah, okay, five points if you can tell me who said that. Alyssa Edwards. Oh, girl, look at you. You are a fan of the show. I, I, I am a super fan of the show. Me too, bitch. I love the show. I will watch it all the time. I um, I, I binge watch. I'm my makeover person for my makeover challenge because I am a super fan. Really? Yes. <laughs> I've watched that. every season multiple times. Uh-huh. What's your favorite season? Oh, my goodness. My favorite season is probably season six. Because that was around the time I started doing drag, and mm -hmm. I just loved, loved, loved. Is that that season for me is kind of sentimental? I guess that's probably why it's my favorite, and it's also a very good season too. Okay, so outside of your season, who is your favorite Rue girl? Like out of all the girls, there's a ton of them. Oh, there's you, like you put on the spot. You got to say, oh goodness, uh -huh. um, oh goodness, favorite of all time. Uh huh. Oh girl, um. It's a toss-up between Jujube and Alyssa Edwards. Um, Alyssa oh, Edwards. really? Jujube yeah. and Alyssa Edwards? Yeah, because uh, I've loved Jujube ever since the beginning. She's always been that funny, witty, beautiful girl. And um, she was one of the first queens I watched and just fell in love with. And I've actually met her in person once, um, way back when. And I, like, spilled my guts to her. It was, like, around season eight was airing. And I was spilling my guts. So I was like, I want to get on the show one day. I was, I'm doing it. Oh, you were that girl. You yes, were that girl. I was that girl. <laughs> I still am that girl. And I was like, I want to get on the show with this. She's like, you can do it. I believe in you. I think the show has a couple more seasons left in it. So, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I was like, okay, I will. <laughs> and look, it happened. <laughs> yes. And Alyssa Edwards to me, she's a dancing diva. And uh, she just, that's what I aspire to be. <laughs> well, you are. You're a dancing diva. We love it. The um, So... I want to know what happened exactly with your makeover outfit. Um, like, um, I know that you, I, I think you said briefly said that what your makeover um, partner wore was not what you brought. And yes. um, it never clarified like where you got that outfit. So what happened and, and where'd you get the outfit? Okay, so what happened was um, I brought an outfit that could fit someone of a more voluptuous size, but I didn't take into account all sizes and uh -huh. um unfortunately my partner in the challenge she was a little more voluptuous in her um breathing capacity area her breast okay yes her breast and which was unfortunate because it was a stretch fabric but it wouldn't stretch quite enough for it to be zipped up in the bag unfortunately and um it definitely for what i had was a really short short skirt and uh -huh. um she barely felt comfortable in the dress that I was able to get. 
So I knew she would not have been able to feel comfortable in the original outfit. And I knew for me to be able to even have a chance of doing well in challenge, she had to be comfortable. So I yeah. was like, look, I want this to be an amazing experience. Be damned my spot in the competition right now. This is an amazing experience for you and for me. And we're just going to have fun with it. And we're going to go with it. And you're going to look beautiful. You're going to feel confident. And we're going to enjoy this experience, whether I'm in the bottom or not. I don't Aww. care. So we went for it. And we had an amazing time. We talked like on a daily basis almost and oh wow yeah and honey is a phenomenal friend of mine right now we zoom and everything and um she's a sweetheart and she said it was a life-changing experience so i'm very happy that where did you get the outfit that she wore the outfit came from one of my fellow competitors um miss redacted um oh miss redacted wait okay so hold on wait Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk too much about her because whatever uh, yeah. But what does redacted mean? I, I, mean, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. But that's what people have claimed her to be. I'm like, okay. Sh- I'm going to have to look this that, word up. Misredacted. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but that's what everyone calls her. But yeah, she lent me that that uh, garment um, for me. Well, I'm it was cute on your girl. It, it was, was really cute. cute. I wish I had had a belt to match it. That way they couldn't have been like, well, it looks like you just threw something on her. I wish I had had a belt to go with it. But You should have told Miss Thing to give you... Whatever else she had that was going to match that. No, that wasn't for that. I don't think that look was originally for a makeup. Oh, it was just an extra look she brought. It was just, it was just something extra that she had brought. And I, I just see. happened to have something disco-y with it. I was like, okay, I guess these will work. Well, it was going to have to work. It, it, she was going to walk down that runway in some <laughs> She was going to do that. I live Whether it. we matched or not. She looked good. I looked good. We just didn't match, okay? The girl <laughs> looked good. <laughs> gorgeous um so everybody wants to know what brought on the whole fuck you fuck you fuck you mm-hmm. fuck you because like that is not the uh conversation of a miscongeniality but you were clearly like up in uh your feelings because of it w- was it all to do with just aiden or or what happened that made it lead up to that it was definitely a cesspool of a lot of emotions going on because I, for one, I knew I was about to have to lip sync from girl. They read me the house down my critiques. Like they didn't even show some of the critiques. I'm happy that they didn't because they read me the house down. It was, Oh, so I knew I was about to have to lip sync. So that was already on my mind. And then me and Aiden, we had a lot of talks off to the side because she also is from a small country town. So we kind of clicked on that note. And we were also both said to be some of the weaker queens when they had to line us up. So uh-huh. we definitely bonded on those things. And I really felt for her because in that time, it felt like the girls were really projecting their insecurities onto her. Uh-huh. Whether or not um, she belonged at the bottom or not, they were really like going at her. And you only got to see like a minute or two of the conversation it was going nowhere fast for a good little while. And I'm just, I was so over it. And it just, it just. And you just told everybody to fuck you, bitch. It, <laughs> it, just, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. And it was, it was time. It needed to be said. And, um, yeah, I'm happy. Do I'm you, re- do you regret it? Hell no. Ah, I, yes. I yes. I said and I meant it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yes, I live. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, after you went home, um, who did you want to win out of the girls that were left? Oh, yeah. You know, I love all the girls, and they're all so talented, and I think they all deserve their spot in the top five. Um, but I was rooting for Jada. For two yes. Reasons. For two reasons. One, because she sent me home, and I'm like, okay, I'll feel better oh, wow. if she wins. <laughs> 
Damn. <laughs> that way I can at least say I lost to the winner. So one. And then two, we also really formed like a big sister, little sister dynamic. Oh, um, cute. It was almost like she was taking me under under her wing during the season. And especially starting off with her putting me as like a weak, the weakest link of the show. Um, I didn't know if I would like her or not at first. So I was like, oh God. But throughout the season, she definitely really shined and uh, became someone that I looked up to throughout the competition. And I really enjoyed her. And we had some <laughs> off to the side conversations about stuff. And we just really started clicking and it became a big sister, little sister dynamic. And I'm just so happy for her and all her success. Um, so yeah, I was rooting for her. Me too. That was who I wanted to win. I thought I thought she just because girl, she's a pageant queen. And... She's everything I want to be when I'm fifty eight, like her. Oh damn! Not not that you said fifty eight, bitch. That is a specific she's, number. She's everything I want to be when I'm that old. Like <laughs> she, she looks good for fifty eight. No, she looks good for fifty eight. Ah, if if she is fifty eight, I have to know her doctor. <laughs> I need everything to be snatched back up in place like that when I get that age. Like, yeah. Yes, bitch. Um, so you had said something that made me want to ask you another. Oh, yes. Okay. So, um, so if you had not won Miss Congeniality, who do you think should have won Miss Congeniality? Oh goodness. Um, with our season being the season of best written race, there's so many options. But I really think it might have been either Jan or Rock. That could have won it because Jan's just such a bubbly person and just always she was always so happy to be on set. She's like, "We're all over Bob's Drag Race." I'm like, "Girl, yes, we on Drag Race. Girl, we've been here for about three weeks now." And <laughs> <laughs> she seemed like her personality literally seemed like it, you were watching like a musical and like she just, every time she stepped on screen, it was like the beginning of a musical number. Like you oh, know, like Les Mis, yeah, yes. <laughs> well, no, Lay Mess is like a sad <laughs> one. That no, I'm talking about like. Uh, like, uh, what is a really upbeat one? I don't know. I don't even know. But Oh, goodness. But, I have no idea. But, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're meaning. And also, I think Rock, if she had lasted longer, I think she probably would have got it over me because she's just such a sweet person and genuine. And, speaking of Rock, did oh, you Lord. see her oh, Folsom video? I did. Someone sent it to me. Girl, like, bless oh. her because that was... Oh my god, I need to like, I need to get to know Miss Rock, honey. Honey, she I was like, well, ma'am. What is she have you talked to her about it? What did she say about I, it? I mean, uh, we've talked about it a little bit here and there. Um uh, she was upset that it got leaked, which I mean I completely understand. Um Yeah. But things happen and you know, there's no shame in having a a healthy sexual Life. No, there's no, there's no shame, and there is no shame because her body was right, and right. the rest like, of it was right, honey. Honey, I mean, if everyone else is doing it, what's wrong with her doing it too? Uh, nothing, absolutely oh. nothing. I yeah. applaud her. I, yeah, I applaud her for being so confident and comfortable in her own skin to go and do stuff like that. So, girl, if that's your life, live your life, girl. Everybody, yes, your life. bitch, go put it in everybody's mouth, honey. For people who critique her for that. Girl, maybe you should go to one instead instead of critiquing somebody on living their life the way they want. Those to same life. people are the same ones on uh, Grinder and going to a bathhouse and Glory Hall. Don't, don't even they don't even need to be even trying to come for her. Exactly. Uh, because who are we to judge? I no I mean, girl, more power to her. Exactly, girl. Go for it. Um, that wasn't even a topic I was going to talk about, but you had brought that up and it made me think of that. I was like, well, shit. 
Uh, talk about a meet and greet. <laughs> oh, 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 gosh. Uh, greet the meet. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's move on to your feelings on All Stars 5. Have you been watching? Oh, my God, yes, I have. I actually did the uh, official RuPaul Drag Race podcast on episode one. I'm yes. living so far. I'm very excited to Especially, I feel like there's like a big divide in the cast of old school drag race and new school drag race queens. Uh-huh. Oh. So I'm definitely here for that. And I'm just so happy to see some of these queens from past seasons from long, long ago, like Mariah, India, Jujube back for a third season. You know, just yes. the queens that you think of when you think of like the old seasons. I'm happy to see them back on the show. And the new school queens, they are really bringing it too. So and there is drama. Honey. First episode, Indy and Derek already aired. I was like, oh my. Girl, I live. It's so good. It's so juicy. Something good to watch. I, I love I love our season because it wasn't very heavy on drama, but also I feel like the drama sometimes needed and it was definitely there from the start. I was like, okay, yes. Uh huh, and 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 it's not over. I already know it is not over. There oh, is more okay. twists. There's more drama. I know there is. I'm sure um, I can't wait. So. How do you feel about the cast? Like, who is your your um, favorite that you're rooting for? Oh, good. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of Jujubee, of course, from earlier. Oh, yeah, you said so, that. Yeah, Of course, I'm rooting for her. But also, Shay Coulee. I'm excited to see her. I think season nine needs another crown. Uh-huh. If uh, she don't win, I will burn that bitch down. Because, <laughs> I mean, I thought, you know, aside from uh, the... The finale of season nine where Shay won, obviously, I mean, where Sasha won, obviously Sasha won that lip sync because, right. you know, it was the most iconic thing in Drag Race history. And Jeez. she won that based off of that. But Shay won the season. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. she yeah. had the most wins. She was the 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 one that was going to win. And then when she didn't win, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I felt so bad for it her. It had been an older season, like, back in the day. When they just did the finale, like on the stage, she definitely probably would have been the person to win because she had the most wins. Yep. Uh huh. And then I would have been a lovely first runner up. T. Um, <laughs> but um, things didn't happen that way. Sasha won. She's been a great representative. Yes, she has. And um, so now, hopefully, Shay can win. <laughs> it, it's her turn. It's her time. It is her time, <laughs> sweetie. Yeah, she's reclaiming her time. <laughs> reclaiming her time, reclaiming her money. <laughs> yes, but she won that twenty thousand dollars on that uh the second episode. Uh-huh. I saw her, like she literally just I won Miss Congeniality a challenge where they gave me five thousand dollars and she won in one episode more than I won the whole season. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um so have you aside from Juju because you already told us that, have you worked with any of the All Stars uh five girls? Have I worked with any of them? Let me go yes. down the line. Um I don't think I've worked with them like at a show or anything. Me and Alexis Mateo just did an event together that will be going live soon. That you will be like in person with. or just and on, not in person like... virtually. Oh, cool, cool. So she was really fun to work with. Um, can I work with anybody else? I've met Shea Coulee in person, uh, but I didn't work with her. But I don't think I've worked with anybody on this cast. I've met several of them in person though. I've met Mariah. Did Mariah work there? Oh, I did work with Mariah right before everything shut down. Oh, okay, cute. Were you able to travel at all, like, before everything shut down? I traveled to L.A. and New York for the first two episodes, and that's when everything shut down right after Damn. That. Yeah, well, I was like, no. Yeah, I know. That's awful. 
Um, well, hopefully everything will switch it up and, and uh, we'll get a vaccine soon and things will oh, go I'm back sure. to, to normal business and we'll get to travel together because I would love to hang out with you. I think you would just be so cool. Oh my God, I would love that. So thank you so much, Heidi, for being my guest this week. I know the listeners are loving you. Um, do you have anything to plug before we go? Anything you want the fans to to check out or whatnot? Oh, goodness. Well, you know, just stay abreast on my social media because I definitely have some stuff coming up on YouTube, Heidi in Closet, and hopefully a couple other things. I can't quite say some of the things, unfortunately, to plug right now, but just just keep your, your eye on my social media, definitely. Do you have a website? I do. Uh, to get Heidi and Closet merch, you can go to thehidingcloset at dot com. Not at. <laughs> I can't speak. Epiphany. No, I'm joking. Uh, go to thehidingcloset.com. Cool. Okay. And um, is your schedule up there? I mean, not that there's anything to put there yet, but. There um, is a calendar. Yes. Okay, good. So <laughs> they can look for that in the so future when things open back up. Yes, when things open back up. Yes. Well, um, I want to leave you with one thing my grandmother always used to tell me. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, come sit by me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Until next time. Yes, that is. Until next time. Thank you so much, Heidi. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.